eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> uh, the uh, Eagles and the Browns tie 18-18 for the third or second preseason game of the uh, 2023 season. It depends on how you count the Hall of Fame game. Uh, it was, uh, I would say, overall a pretty boring game played between mostly players that won't be on the roster for each team but i do think there were some things that stood out as always and and it's our job to stay up late with you here and break it down so uh that's what we're gonna do i've got uh, with me i've got brad ward i've got jake burns i've got uh garage beers mike you know him as garage beers mike uh, and he's uh more of an old-fashioned mike tonight from what i understand but Brad, I want to I want to go to you first because if I remember correctly, after the Hall of Fame game, I, I ended up you were like the the fourth guy in the rotation. So I want you to be first. And oh wow, I, I want to not. I, here's what I want to do. I want to challenge us to not talk about the kicker for ten minutes. Let's start the clock now. Six minutes elapsed right now. So let's go to sixteen minutes on that timer and see if we can spend 10 minutes talking about everything in this game that isn't the kicker, and then we'll unload on that son of a bitch for like a half hour. Can you guys believe he missed that kick, by the way? All right, well. (laughs) So, Brad, other than the kicker, tell tell me something you liked about this game and something you didn't like from a Browns perspective, a player or a decision or a roster move, that sort of thing that you liked and you didn't like. Okay, uh, how can you not like Austin Watkins, right? Yep. I mean, Jesus, uh, this guy has forced his way. I don't know how you can't put him on the roster at this point. Uh, he's pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, and Darden and, and Jakeem Grant are doing themselves no favors by not participating, so right. he definitely has a path to the roster at this point. I think you could slot him in at six, and that would make a lot of sense. Although you do miss out on a speed element that at one point he doesn't provide. At one point you figured that was going to be that role there. Uh, Schwartz can go. Uh, the, the thing that I was most disappointed in tonight, I guess, was um, I wanted to see more of Hickman. Two things. I wanted to see more of Hickman. He got a concussion after an interception, although, uh, you know, and I didn't think Bell played particularly well uh, in coverage. So I would have liked to have seen more of Hickman. And then the other thing was I wanted to see more Jordan Wilkins. He got what? Uh, they gave him a couple carries down the stretch, but he ran for six a pop. I mean, and caught the ball nicely out of the backfield. I would have liked to have seen more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with all of those. And I think the Hickman injury is a disappointing one because he seemed like he was on quite a trajectory over the last two weeks. Uh, Mike, I'll go to you next. Uh, same question. 
something you you enjoyed seeing and something that you you didn't like. Yeah, well, I mean, the enjoyment, I think we're all going to say the same thing, but Austin Watkins, man. Yeah. I, I mean, to have a guy come out, and I, I know the competition that it's against and whatever, but we're talking about the depths of a Super Bowl-caliber team to come out against the depths of a Super Bowl-caliber team and catch seven passes for 139 yards. And that that drive that he scored the touchdown on, that was all Austin Watkins on that drive. I mean, he was spectacular right there. Um measurables aside yeah this is a guy that's showing you that he's a football player Mm -hmm. and 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 i one thing i'll say is i think just with the current state of the browns wide receiver situation uh to say it's like a watkins or bell thing i don't know if that's where it's at with 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 goodwin out and with these other guys not really participating um i don't know that you don't keep bell and Austin Watkins, but the, yeah, this the, room. The, yeah. the guy was the guy's showing you that he's a player. And, and sometimes the measurables don't measure the player. And, and, and he's got the heart of a player. And, and I don't know what that means for him, his whole career, but he's really exciting to watch right now. And it's really hard to not put him on the field uh, uh, with, with the, with the team as yeah. they go into the season. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I, I guess I'm not really disappointed by anything other than what we don't want to talk about. I guess I, yeah. I, I, I there's there's just nothing f- for me to be overly disappointed about. We yeah. didn't we didn't see the guys that are gonna disappoint me. I, I I like Brad's point. I'm disappointed that Hickman got injured. Yeah, I'm sad for the Eagles that they had guys just carted off left and right. But like yeah, it was rough. There's nothing in this game that I feel like, man, I'm really just highly disappointed about. I, th- yeah. I think it was just a really a, a nice time to see these guys yeah. trying to make the roster play yeah. against a depth for a good football team. I'm cool with that. Mike Mike was at the hotel bar. He had a few a few cocktails, and he's fine. He's fine with whatever happens, man. Just let, Hell it, yeah. let it roll. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's having a great night. 1818 and somewhere 1818 and somewhere Donovan McNabb is confused into his bowl of chunky soup. <laughs> That's what happened tonight. Uh, now, Jake, I know that I, I have a feeling anyway, that you are excited about a player that is not Austin Watkins. Uh, so I know, same to you about I know who, it uh, is. who you like and, and what you didn't like from tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Watkins was fun with getting 14 targets. They they clearly want to get him the ball. I just kind of wanted yeah. to elaborate. It's on that interesting, a right? Bit. How much they're pushing it to? Yeah, he had 14 targets. Schwartz had 10. So the, there's obviously a inclination to throw the football sort of to your outside receivers because that's where zones in terms of off coverage are softest, right? Quarterbacks who are younger, games moving quicker, outside throws look a little bit more comfortable than in that congested tackle box. So that's not all too surprising, but. There's certainly a level of comfort with him. I think I want to, you know, I want to be kind of careful with Watkins. Um, you know, I think he's, I think he's a rosterable player. I, I, I kind of tweeted that out. I think he's either on Cleveland's roster or someone's scooping him up. There, there are yeah. not enough receivers. He's very competent. He is um, the ceiling by which I don't know what that looks like because he is, you know, for the comparison's sake, I know a lot of people see like the, the the body style is very similar to Jarvis, and he's wearing eighty, and he's got the same face mask. I almost wonder if he's in on the bit a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. But uh, he is not like I want to be kind of clear. He's got a bigger body. He doesn't run as fast. 
He lacks a little bit of that route nuance. I mean, Jarvis, yeah. again, like people are trying to make that comparison. Jarvis was an all pro. I mean, he knew some things about figuring out how to find production at the NFL level. He's very twitchy and he had, uh, a, a, again, a really impressive stop start. Watkins doesn't have that, but he gets to places relatively with, uh, I would I would say, places that are difficult for receivers to get to. He finds a way to get to the, the to those spots. And it's impressive enough for me to be a depth receiver in the NFL. I'm not, I, I think if you're like, well, Watkins comes and he's going to, he's going to take 500 yards. And he's going to replace David Bell. I don't know any of that yet. I don't know any of that, but I do know that he's a rosterable player. And if they were to lose an X and they didn't want to put Tillman uh, and like kind of isolate him to that role and they still want to move him around that, 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 that role is something he can handle. I will say that like, to me, he is, um, you know, I, a lot of people are like, well, trade Donovan Peoples Jones now. I don't know if people understand how healthy the Browns were at skill positions last year. Right. It's a very popular sentiment about like, well, you can move on from DPJ if you get a good offer. I understand what people are trying to do. You're always trying to pull from strength to pass to a weakness. But like you, you had health with Amari, who's typically a very dinged up player. You know, you had frontline health with uh, with Donovan, uh, obviously referencing him in this, as, as this example. But you want to have as many competent wide receivers week to week as you can injuries nicks happen and they're in a good spot they're in a good spot and i think watkins can make a lot of sense for that final role you know again brad and i talked about this before the game the whole you can't make the club from the tub thing some guys are just playing themselves out i i mean if they may if some of these guys who are not playing make the roster it tells you that there's a lot of belief from the coaching staff yep. that those are yep. real players uh yeah to your guys point uh mahmoud diabate was fun he's been fun i've caught you know the the Hall of Fame game was it, it was like okay, there's some things here I like the the processing speed. I don't think people remember that at Utah he started at Florida, then went to Utah for a year. Was very much a rush player. He was not an off ball linebacker, like a true off ball backer. So he's learning this stuff as he goes. Obviously, the athletic profile fits. You can see it, but he's really the mental side of it. I think like is really processing things really well. I thought last week against Commanders. Some strong read and react tackles near the line of scrimmage. Obviously, he can blitz. Schwartz loves to bring a fifth backer or a fifth uh, blitzer rusher of some kind. He fits that role. He can do that. Another guy who like okay, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to make a starting rotation, right? I'm not saying he's taking JOK or walk spot, but we know the injury issues there, and you're looking for traits. He can run. He reacts pretty well. I think he's got a pretty good feel for coverage uh, in terms of just feeling out routes for an early developmental player at that position. And I think he can blitz and he can get home to the quarterback when they put him in a specific blitz call. So to me, those two stood out the most impressive. Hickman had a rough first quarter with some tackle stuff, but he did make a great low interception there. I wish we would have seen him more. We have not had any update on that. I'm not totally sure what's going on. Uh, yeah. Concussion, I think, is what we've been, been kind of lingered to. But um, anyway, uh, Diabate, we'll watch the film, kind of break it all down. But he stands out two two huge momentum swinging plays on top of being in the right. But he missed a few tackles too. But again, he's getting used to playing in space. You're talking about traits. Another guy that if they do like, hey, we'll we'll get him to the practice squad. I, I'm not. He should have been drafted. He should have been drafted. Yeah. And I think someone scoops him up. So I wouldn't yeah. be inclined to do that if they could avoid it. And I've taken yeah. him over somebody like Jordan uh, Kunasic. Did I get yep. it right? Yep. Oh, baby. I've been Dude, you nailed over. that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Uh, little victories. But that's my guy. You guys know I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to make a note of it. He played really well, made highlight plays. He was also in the right spots is is a thing. Like, I, I need to see you as a linebacker. Do you, you know, can you handle the athletic por portion of the position? And then are you in the places you're supposed to be? And sometimes, and this is the thing with JOK, 
you're even in places you're not supposed to be. And that's a good thing. Like they'll talk about JOK's missed tackle rate sometimes. And I'm like, well, Hey, he gets to places and puts himself in position to make tackles that ordinary linebackers are not accustomed to. So yeah. like there, there's always going to be a little bit of a give and take on the missed tackle rate. And there were a couple of missed tackles by Diabate tonight, but again, I thought he was in the right places and he'll get that. I think he'll really grow into that stuff. So excited about him. Yeah, I think one of the themes that is really emerging through this preseason is that there are guys that, I mean, the, I, I think big picture, the 2023 draft class and then the UDFAs have a chance to be kind of one of, I mean, it, we are, I'm way out ahead of things here, right? Because it's not even, they had, none of these guys have played in a, in a regular season game. And a lot of them might not because of, you know, where they were drafted and there's depth, you know, they're, they're really depth players. But I think it does have the chance to be, a pretty impactful draft for the Browns in terms of what Tillman looks like he could become, uh, you know, the, the player that they seem to have, you know, some of these players that they seem to have found throughout through the UDFA process, Dewan Jones potentially looking like he could develop. I think he had some setbacks tonight playing against Nolan Smith, but looking like he could develop into a, a starter down the road. Um, I, I, and I think in, in several areas of the roster, you're seeing players that are newer to the team, that are outplaying some of the guys that have been here a few years, you know, and I think they're earning spots over guys that have kind of just held spots by default over the past few seasons. Not that the Browns haven't been driving competition throughout the roster, but I do think they've, they've kind of gone to a different level this year. And there are some guys that I think felt like they could kind of walk onto the team, you know, by virtue of having been drafted. I, I, I mean, I think this conversation around David Bell is a really interesting one. I, I don't mean to to slight him. I know that he was an incredibly productive college player, and I, I think that he he showed a certain skill set last year in the NFL. But I don't think I, at the same time I don't think he showed anything last year in the NFL that you couldn't also find elsewhere fairly easily. And so if you if you find a player you know in a in a situation like this with Austin Watkins who seems to have a little bit more of that uh, nuance and shiftiness to him in terms of finding spaces, always being available, making plays, that sort of thing. There, I, I mean, I, I don't want to overrate the impact of a single preseason game, but there are there are moments where you realize that some players have the ability to sort of step up and other players don't have that ability. And so I think we're seeing that sort of across the roster where players that have had less time with this Browns team have a are making a real argument to displace some players that have kind of just been holding a spot here in Cleveland. Uh, over the past few years. So I, th I think that's something to be excited about because I think it's what Mike and I have talked through a lot of the offseason is about raising the floor of the roster overall. Um, Brad, I, I want to go back to you because we we did succeed in not talking about the kicker right off the bat, but obviously we have to talk about it because it took what was, I think, a pretty uh, overall pretty good night and a night that felt like, okay, the Browns are, as Mike said earlier, competing with a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Even if it's depth on depth, they're, they they yeah. belong. They're not getting run off the field in any phase, uh, and that double miss that that you called, by the way, let's give Brad Ward all the credit in the world because yeah, he Brad said, nailed that. He said first kick is going to be wide right. I, you didn't speak to the penalty <laughs> and then the wide left, and that's fine because that's you know if you did that, we'd start to call you a witch, but. Uh, you nailed that he was going to miss that first one wide right from 47. He did, got another chance at it from 41, which is at this point basically an extra point. They moved the extra point back, 41. The difference between an extra point and a 41-yard field goal is minimal, and he missed it left. And 
you know, something that, that Jake said on Twitter that I think is, is key to this whole thing. He doesn't know where the ball's going right now when he kicks it. I don't see how the Browns can go into the regular season with this guy as the kicker at this point. I think he has disqualified himself. Am I crazy about that, Brett? Uh, no, I, I, but you at least have to bring somebody else in, right? You at least have to bring another body in yeah. and, and, and maybe, I don't think you have to cut him immediately, but you should at least bring somebody else in. I, I they've hand, tried to handle him with kid gloves and give him no competition. That's not working. Uh, listen, every one of his kicks tonight, although they went in, yep. were short enough that it went through the upright before it hooked violently. Right. So, uh, you know, all of his kicks were headed right. It appeared uh, he, he almost missed the extra point. Uh, it was very close uh, going straight. Right. And then he, you know, overcompensated obviously on the last one, it looked like he was trying to, you know, kind of play the, play the fade in there. And, it, and of course it didn't come back right and stayed out left and he missed it. So he, you're right. He doesn't know where it's going. There's a ton of movement on all of his kicks. Uh, it's not staying straight. You know, you do see kickers from a distance at times, like play that fade or whatever, but they know what they're doing and they and they are doing it on purpose. This is clearly not on purpose. Like he's yeah. the only time he's making a kick is when uh, he can slice it inside the right upright before it goes to the right or to the left. Right. So and he was uh, able to get short enough kicks to knock a couple in tonight that, you know, the guys in the booth, Joe Thomas and. Chris Rose, we're talking like everything was hunky dory and fixed, but I'm looking at watching the kicks going. Those kicks aren't are not true, right? Those right. are not true kicks. Yep. Um, and uh, as we saw at the end there, so I definitely think you need to bring a kicker in. There are gun. Listen, there are gonna be there are lots of good kickers on rosters right now that have two kicker kickers teams mm-hmm. that had steady kickers that drafted a kicker that are now going to have to get rid of their kicker. There, There's kickers everywhere out there right now that are going to f- need jobs here in a couple weeks. Um, so he's not the only answer. The question is, like, the draft capital, right? Like, how long do you hold on just because of the draft capital? And that really convolutes the situation. Um, and uh, I, I don't know the answer, but I think they've mishandled him a little bit. And boys, at the 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 post game press conference from Stefanski, yeah. he was asked uh, about bringing in competition for Cade York, and his response was not interested. Now again, we'll see if Andrew Barry feels differently about that, yeah, and, and if the front says. office feels differently. But from a Stefanski perspective, he said not interested. I I just don't I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, you know, I, I, I'm, well, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I got to find, maybe we got to get a kicker on garage beers this week. Man, yeah. that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, is call get a kicker on garage. Because yeah. I don't, I don't understand if it's the yips, if it's, I, I don't get it. But the fact of the matter is you cannot go into a season expecting a kicker to be a hundred percent Pure, true, all the time, easy, making field goals, no issues, no mistakes. They're not perfect, just like your quarterback or your running back or your or your defensive end or whatever. But at what point are we looking at this going? Yeah. Uh, are we ever going to be confident in this dude? Yeah. Stefanski, his job is on the line in the first five games. I don't know yeah. what he 
talking about in his press conference. If there's yes. a time to press the panic button about your kicker, it's now, bro. You can't mess around and lose a couple games because of your kicker. Yo, if Sorry. your kicker, if your kicker goes out and misses a 63 yarder game winner, fine. No big right. deal. Sure. But if you're putting your kicker out there with under two minutes to go in the game from 40 yards out and he, he hooks it, gets a second chance, slices it or whatever, whatever the sequence was. Yeah. There's this is mental boys. This is yeah. mental. This yeah. isn't physical. This we know Cade York and we have seen it in his lifetime has the physical tools to be a really good kicker. But mentally, this guy is washed right now. Yeah. And we don't have time as an organization. The Cleveland Browns do not have time to just sit and wait for this guy to write himself. Kickers help you win games. And more importantly, kickers really help you lose games. Yeah. yeah. You got to be right. Yeah. I, I, I would just say, I you know, th these guys – are you know their hallmark since they've been in Cleveland is not overreacting right so I wouldn't expect Kevin Stefanski to say anything else in a post-game press conference he has never as far as I know thrown a player under the bus you know publicly in any way yeah. and he's, he's not going to start doing that with with yeah. the, with a young kicker uh you know for for a multitude of reasons I, I not that I disagree with the idea that they need to move on but uh, you know I I just think that part of it you know, if they do make a change, I, I, one, I think, Brad, to your point, it's going to make sense to wait, you know, until uh, final cuts because there's going to be more kickers available at that point. And, and two, they're, they're definitely not going to do it publicly. It's just going to happen. You know, you're going to, you're going to look up one day and, you know, there, there's going to be another kicker on the roster and, and the, you know, the writing will be on the wall for Cade York. Um, you know, Jake, I, I kind of I did steal your thunder because it was your tweet that basically, you know, pointed out the knuckleball, uh, you know, uh, trajectory on these things that he's just kind of he's kind of punching them out there. And then they just they kind of, you know, they, they kind of wiggle back and forth. Um, and I, I think something that Mike said, you know, put me in mind of even if he does get this ironed out, say he goes into Kansas City next week and makes three. Do you, I, I'm at the point now where I kind of don't trust that the next time he misses one, he's not going to miss the next six because it seems like once he gets in that mode, he he really struggles. And it's just like tonight, he made two, then the third one he misses, he's got a chance right then for redemption and he can't put it through. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pretend to know why. Like like I mean, you can look up videos, and I'm sure there's some kicking gurus out there who could maybe give us an idea of why it's it's actually coming off of his, you know, last year, as you know, there were kicks that came off of his foot horrifically who were, yeah. they were just complete misses, <clears throat> excuse me, complete misses. So I don't know why he's getting kind of that halfway ball flight unpredictability. No clue. Maybe Jay Feely will tweet about it. I don't know. There are guys who kick for a living who could, uh, sorry guys, just a second. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, we really do need Jay Ooh, Feely to weigh in. Um, Jay Feely yeah, is the I mean, guy. He did last year because he talked about his plan I, yeah. for why he was mishitting. But right. um, here's what it is. They see what we see. And if yep. they want to continue to ride with it, it's going to define their tenure. Like, like if they want to risk it, they're going to lose. They're going to risk their job. I mean, they just yeah, are. No, I'm, I'm only laughing because it's so absurd. <laughs> we have seen, we've seen what they have seen. If they want to try to play the patient game, it right. might work out mid season. He might be money and Hey, we were patient and it worked out, but they're, they're running that risk. They're playing that game. They want to do it. That's fine. But it's going to have a direct result on people's opinion of you and your ultimate job. Yeah, I, I think that's that's so key is that it will be a, a decision that I think maybe they probably don't even fully understand. You know, there has there have been I'll say it this way. There have been times at which I, I do think this regime has been surprised or caught off guard by the media reaction, the public reaction to things. Uh, and I think them sticking by a young kicker in a season that is, you know, potentially career defining for both the head coach and the GM. Uh, is is one of those things where it's a it's a pretty it's a larger gamble than it seems like they should be willing to take considering some of the other moves they've made around the roster you know they're not risking it uh, with that second de- defensive tackle spot Shelby Harris is in and and by the way you know showed off that great motor tonight really you know was 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 present even though he, I don't think he showed up in the stat line he was he was motoring around pretty well and so that's exciting to see um, you know they've they've addressed holes and so. To see a sort of obvious situation like this, I, I just the only thing that that I think makes sense is that they want to play the string out because they know, uh, Brad, as you said before, that a that a, a glut of kickers really will become available at the end of August. Guys, did did anybody did anybody watch this on the NFL Network or were you guys all the local uh, Browns? Broadcast? I was Cleveland. Local, yeah, local. So I'm in Maryland. I had the Philly broadcast, and. It's it's all they talked about almost all night. The all, even even the kicks that went in, they were like, <laughs> man, you know, it's Ross Tucker and yeah. and whoever the play by play guy is, and they were like, man, the way this ball comes off this guy's foot, I just have never seen anything like it. That Ross Tucker said that, like, it just. It, 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 the other teams are taking notice, like the broadcasters are taking notice. It's just. It's a weird situation. It's not things aren't right with this dude right now, and, and it's 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 a shame to go into a, a guy's second year and be like things aren't right. We got to get rid of him. But this is a kicker. A kicker's got to make kicks. That's your job. It's what you got to do. And your team doesn't have time to wait for you. It, it it just is what it is. We this can be traced back to last year, right, and all the way yeah. back to his freshman year at Florida, where he had a case of the yips. He really struggled. It was all mental. Last year, he talked about blanking out. Me and Jake did a show on this, where he his actual quote was where he would blank out when he was kicking the ball, like you know, and that is not ideal uh, for anything <laughs> that you're doing. If you're blanking out when you're doing this. 
whatever. It's 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 the six inches between I mean, his ears that is the problem. I totally believe that because yeah. he had a problem as a freshman. He got over it. He had a problem last year. He discussed it. it you should have never discussed it to the press and to Cleveland.com, whoever he did the article for, right? Uh, about, you know, his mental state where he was blanking when he was kicking. Uh, I, I can't believe that he actually admitted that. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is not good uh, because now you can point to that and it's never really gotten fully better since then, since he talked about it, like it was fixed or something. It hasn't been fixed. It's just been an off season. Uh, he wasn't good last year. He's not good right now. Uh, and they just can't, uh, they can't afford to fool around with this. I saw somebody post that he at halftime, like put the Instagram, he reposted the Instagram highlights of his kicks. So, somebody yeah, somebody was on his Instagram at halftime, whether it was him or his marketing person or agent or something. We don't know, but it, yeah, yeah somebody we, was we on be, his Instagram. We better, uh, we better hope that's the case. I, I don't know. They, no, it's not a good talent. look regardless. Yeah. He has talent. They're going to clearly try to see if they can see that talent through, but it's a matter of how far you're willing to take it. I mean, they're, again, the, the risk they're running isn't hurting anybody but themselves. Their jobs are on the right. line. So we can do shows and shows and shows on this and say we're nervous because, duh. But, like, <laughs> you guys are either smart enough to make this move and you're playing with fire. You know, you're playing with fire here. Maybe it works out. Maybe he ends up kicking well and your patience is rewarded. But, you know, this could cost you games. I hate yeah. talking about kickers. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason I didn't want to start oh, the show sure. off with it because it's it's there's no upside to this. You know, all you ever want is a kicker that doesn't make you ever have to talk about them. That's all you want. You want the kicker that makes the field goals they're supposed to make, occasionally lucks into one from over 50, you know, and that's fine. I saw somebody in chat earlier say, you know, that the Ravens have a weapon in Justin Tucker and, you know, you need to try and match that. I, I understand that sentiment, you know. Uh, that's unmatchable, but, though. But that's the thing is that I don't think you can go hunting for that level of, of success. And I, I, I said this on, I, I think on our show on Monday, Mike, um, you know, it might very well be that they cut Cade York this summer and he spends a year out of the league or whatever and comes back and is, you know, has a 10 year career where he makes a few pro bowls and you know, that, that might happen, but it's, it's, it, you, you cannot hold on to the guy hoping. I mean, it, it basically is this philosophical question. Would you rather that he cost the Browns a game this year, but goes on to be a Pro Bowl kicker, or you find somebody else that doesn't cost the Browns a game this year? I, I, to I me, mean, it's not worth it. I've right. said it forever in all. It, 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 it's not just football. It's football, baseball, basketball, all my sports. If a guy isn't performing for you, right? when you need him to perform for you, I do not care if he moves on and in five years makes a Pro Bowl or in four years is doing great or whatever. It's not working here right. and it's not working now. Right. And that's when we need it. Yep. So it's not it, this this whole hindsight 2020. Oh, my gosh. If they would have just hung on to him, look at what they could have had. Nah. If, mm -hmm. if Cade York. I would love to see him get it right here. I'd love to see him get it right here because, again, as I said before, physically he's got the tools and the talent to be a good kicker. But if he can't do it now, I don't care right. if he's with the Chargers in 2027 and he makes a Pro Bowl. He's not doing it for us now. 
Yeah, that's kicking, what we need. Kicking is not like any other position in the NFL. Like if you pass on a quarterback that ends up being uh, a Pro Bowler, then you or you pass on him in the draft, you can be ridiculed. Your front office can, but kickers are, are they they do the merry-go-round thing. They've kicked for like six different teams, then they finally figure it out, right? Like if they can't figure it out in your tenure with you, you shouldn't be held accountable if they figure it out four years later. That's just part of the process of being an NFL kicker, I think. Yep. It's like drafting these guys breaks them. There's the who's the kid that was taken in the third round this year. I mean, right. Moody. It's sometimes you have McPherson, sometimes, but the, like there's a hunger missing or, or something. And you ask yourself, you know, if Cade York wasn't selected, was where he was selected, would he still be here? He would not. He would not right. be here. So it's as simple as that. Yep. It, it's just like, Again, though, I mean, I'm just massively shrugging my shoulders. Make a decision. Yeah. You guys are risking yeah, yourselves. Right. And, and that, yeah, that's, that's what it, it comes back to is that it, it is out of our hands. Ultimately, it's incredibly frustrating. It's it it really pisses me off that this is the thing that we got to listen to another week of conversation about, frankly, because it's now it's Thursday to Saturday that, you know, that the Browns play again. So we're going to it's even longer than a week that we're just going to be stuck in kicker purgatory uh i i don't like any part of it and i i i want off the ride as soon as possible so one of the things that you get to do when you host the post game show is that you can you can shape the conversation the way that you want so i i put out a tweet uh early in the game that got no interaction whatsoever but selfishly i'm going to bring it back up now yes. during the show and force these three fine gentlemen to interact with my stupid idea so here's the idea basically the browns don't get to sean watson Right. They let's say that they sign. Uh, they actually let's say that they stuck with Jacoby Brissett. And they're like, Jacoby, we like Jacoby Brissett. We think he's a diamond in the rough. We're going to try and go cheap at quarterback and load up everywhere else on the roster. So Jacoby Brissett is with the Browns last year. They go seven and 10. The Browns draft Do Dorian Thompson Robinson in the fifth round this year. Everybody in Cleveland and anybody anywhere that owns a Browns hat is screaming for the Browns to start Dorian Thompson Robinson right now over Jacoby Brissett or really any other quarterback that isn't the guy that you just traded three first round picks and, and paid $230 million guaranteed. Right. You guys, you guys see what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be a, a, the gold rush of all gold rushes to anoint this guy, the next savior of Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, like what but you're that, saying is not wrong. What you're saying is not wrong, Andrew, but yeah, it'd be a horrendous stupid. mistake. It'd be, a, <laughs> I mean, anybody that understands how this goes understands that I love that we're, this kid that got drafted in the fifth round that was was said to be raw and not ready for the NFL is getting so much positivity in in his yeah. early career and and confidence and all that. But you throw him out there week one against the Bengals and it's going to be a problem. Like right. I, we're fortunate he, yeah. to Even be in this position. I don't have a guy I, like Watson. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong in right. that's what people would be wanting to do. Right. But like, no, nah, that's but not. You the, would be on the other the, side he, of that. He's not ready. That dude yeah. is not ready. I, I think some people are probably saying that already. Anyways, you know. People, I, yeah, I think that, it's out there. I think that certainly uh, nationally, there's a sentiment that he's even more likable because the starting quarterback is so unlikable. Correct. I think that's definitely a thing. Yeah, uh, and, and that's sure. that's the factor that that is underlying this. And the yep. only reason that people would even say that is because yep. of that. Um, but it, it's foolish. It would be foolish to do so, in my opinion. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. Lou Anarumo would make Dorian Thompson Robinson look like a look rookie. Silly. Yeah. Week one. And I'm it's glad the Browns... we've already seen it. We've seen it with Kaiser. Like, yep. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Play out. Or but Kaiser had a lot less. 
Yeah, Kaiser had a lot less experience. So again, I've I've said it a couple times, but like DTR is playing this way is not a surprise. He's seen a ton of football. He played for four years, five years at UCLA. Started early. Yeah. He's. I mean, I don't know the total snap count and completion, or sorry, attempt number, but like he should be playing this way. He's seen a lot of football now. Right. When the things get challenging, or when everything gets compressed and you got a bunch of wild schemes being thrown at you and all that stuff that that's different. He handled tonight fairly well. He had some inaccurate moments. He had a couple times where I thought he, he got a little flustered in the pocket, but, but again, he was fine. What did he end up like 13 of 25, 164? And he, yeah, he ran for, um, 18 oh, yards. Yeah. So yeah, 20, you know, yeah. he, it would have been a fine game. He he's, he's fine. He's, He's in a spot that is is perfect for him. And I know that's not what you're saying, Andrew. You're making a good point. Yeah, we would be all clamoring for that. And well, why not? He's got a lot of experience. Right. Is he the next Dak Prescott? Like, that would be the conversation. So, like, exactly. you know, I get it. I get it. Um, but then, I guess, you could call it a luxury spot of giving him a chance to watch and learn, right? So, yeah. we'll hope that pans out for him. Yeah, as far as how it works with the, the roster the Browns actually have, I think he's making a pretty convincing argument and i know at least mike disagrees with this that that he could take over for josh dobbs as of now uh i know that the preseason is different than the regular season but i i think he has shown enough playmaking ability like my my favorite genre of backup quarterback is the guy that comes in and runs around and makes something happen right like jeff driscoll uh, uh <laughs> taylor heineke guys like this that just it's it's chaos ball it's not like the steady guy that sits in the pocket and does a little bit but is limited. It's not Case Keenum. It's not Nick Mullins. It's the guy that comes in and runs around like a Viking. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, everybody's kind of just like, what what is happening? And then, you know, eventually he throws a back-breaking interception. But in the meantime, he's really fun. That's my idea of a backup quarterback. So in my mind, I'm already happy with him at, at QB2. But I, I, I imagine some of you might disagree with that. So I'm pretty literally, sure the Browns have been starting those guys last, since 99. Preseason. No, exactly. So yeah. Yeah. So, so Dobbs last preseason, right? Yeah, I mean, because exactly. literally, yeah, literally uh, Dobbs. No, he's having Dobbs' 2022 preseason. Yes, they absolutely. are having the You're exact right. same preseason. Um, yep. So I think that's worth mentioning. And, and mm -hmm. uh, It's good context. Yeah. So uh, real quickly, uh, can I throw out a couple honorable mentions? Please. Uh, Hurst with a sack tonight. Got yep. off the ball nicely, threw a guy back into somebody, got a sack. Mm -hmm. I thought that was nice. Elite sack celebration, too, the, the tummy rub. The tummy rub <laughs> is great. So, uh, you know, that's good. Uh, yep. Elliot still did nothing. Uh, Schwartz, yep. one catch for minus five yards. Spectacular. <laughs> um he had that he had that rush for like a negative 100 yards too are, so you, don't, are don't you considering that, that honorable mention Brad? honor I, I thought it was worth mentioning the my, honorable I mention? was looking at the uh stats and i <laughs> yeah sure thought now how how oh, the shit. shit did he did that i i see how i lost <laughs> my language there i almost, I almost dropped in that sorry sorry uh sorry ian i almost dropped the f-bomb there um we don't ever on. do that yeah, Mon. <clears throat> I'm only allowed to do that on All Eyes on Cleveland. Yeah, so. we try not to. Yeah, I know. A lot of a lot of kids up watching it with, yeah, with us at 11:30 on a Thursday it's, night. It's like prime time right now. Yeah, they're gonna do uh, this and then they're gonna go watch Fallon. Yep. Uh, who else? I had some. Oh, Felton. Felton looks great. Sure. Still, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, decisive. He seems like he's running hard. I mean, Jake, you tell me he looks good running out of the shotgun in between the tackles. I think. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand. I mean, 
Like, I know we brought in Wilkins, but I guess everybody kind of dismisses the idea that Felton could be our running back three. Like, you know, Zagura uh, Daly on uh, Brown's Daily is saying that the third yeah. running back is not on this roster. He says it every day. Uh, I, I guess I don't understand why Felton can't be that guy. No, he is to me. He's more than competent, makes people miss. A large part of being an NFL ball carrier, receiver, whatever, is can you make one guy miss? And he does. He, for the most part, does a pretty pretty fine job with that. I, I have no desire to go out and chase somebody to be the third back. If they want to, um, you know, claim that if you want to claim that they can go, you know, find some fourth back, like a, a, just an extra body. Yeah, I, I guess like Wilkins could be that type. That's what that signifies to me. But yeah. Felton's been Felton's been more than competent and he, he's he's certainly comfortable catching the football, too. So I thought uh, I, I don't know guys, I think I think he's I think he's, he's been the anti York this preseason. Yeah. He's had the oppo York situation mm-hmm. and and I know, I know it's so easy for everybody to be like, oh, it's preseason and look at the competition, whatever. That guy has shown actual, real, tangible growth this preseason. And I think it goes back to a comfort level of them making him a running back again. You are a running back and your job is to be a running back. And I think he has been measurably and observably more comfortable and better in that role. There's no reason that guy isn't the running back three going into the year. There's no reason. I the, the growth he's shown has been. I, I think there is one reason. I think there is one reason. And Joe Thomas mentioned it on the on the on the uh, Browns broadcast is pass, pass protection. Yeah, I was just uh, gonna say he's pass bro. Yeah. So and I that's one that's an area where I'm not you know I don't know how they grade that. I don't know you know I don't know the first thing about those responsibilities. Uh, I, I there no blown blocks come to mind, but I think when when the the analyst says that sort of thing, and and you know it's a buzzword, or, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that plus Zagura saying that they don't think the third guy, he doesn't think the third running back is on the roster, that tells me that they're hearing something. Yeah, it does. He 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 won't say anything on the air unless he's heard it. Yeah. So I I, I tend to agree in the standpoint that you know from a from a running back talent standpoint he definitely deserves a, a roster spot in the nfl but i i do know you know that one of the reasons that they've kind of kept the ro- running backs they've kept is because of that you know trustworthiness and uh, pass protection so I, I think i think that that roster spot is going to be a really interesting one to watch not only you know through cuts but all the way through the beginning of the season because i think it could change hands a few times um other comment on the game real quick. Uh, I know we're probably going to get out of here soon, but surprise the Eagles went with Mariota, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, all guys that will see legit uh, carries in their running back by committee. The only one that didn't play was DeAndre Swift. Gainwell yeah. is going to be one of their ma- featured guys, I feel like, um, and, and Penny maybe. Uh, and then uh, Mariota for the whole first half, he's there too, right? Uh, he yeah, looks god maybe. awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twenty-two then... dropbacks and eighty-six yards. <clears throat> yeah, not terrific. very good. <laughs> you guys remember when he did that? You guys remember when he like totally did that with okay. the Falcons last year? Oh, yeah. so fun! Yeah. It was super yeah. fun. And then last <laughs> comment on the the Eagles: Trey Sermon uh, looked good. So if if he's if the guy's really not on the roster, maybe put a little check next to Trey Sermon's name. Maybe he gets cut. Yep. He ran yep. the ball well. Yep. 
All right, uh, let's get out of here because I think you know it's it's a preseason game. We've seen a little bit. Uh, I went too too far. No, too no, no. Too, I I just I I want you know. But once again, hundreds of people here. Hundreds yeah, no, of people. We've got a great group of people. I love these people. I love these people. I have. I got too you know, spicy. Too far down the I rabbit hole. I wish that I had nothing to do so that I could just stay up all night and talk Browns preseason football. But regrettably, you know, there's a there's an alarm clock waiting for me tomorrow morning. So, uh, we, you know, we want to wrap this up. We want to give you a sort of coherent show. I, I think, you know, some, some news that came out today, uh, we expect some of the starters, many of the starters to play against the Chiefs in Kansas City next weekend. So uh, I think, you know, including Deshaun Watson. So that game will be, you know, at least the first half will be something to see. Typically Andy Reid plays his guys as well. So that could actually be a pretty fun uh, first quarter in Kansas City next weekend. Uh, other than that, let's just go around and, uh, you know, sort of one takeaway. No, let's do this. One thing that you want to see between now and the next time the Browns kick off, whether it's a move that the team makes or something from practice or something that the coach says or, so, you know, anything like that. Uh, Jake, I'll go to you first. Ah, oh, dang it. Um, well, they're not going to make any roster moves. The thing that, that Brad, uh, said really, um, smart point on the pregame show we did teams are not we had been curious of a couple things one of which we won't know for a while how teams are going to handle the third quarterback thing because like dtr is making the roster yep. so if they want to save a spot they can move on from josh dobbs and try to sneak him maybe back on the practice squad or you know you get Kellamon on the practice squad and it's fine like that's what teams are going to do with that third quarterback is interesting but we had worked we had wondered if teams are going to slowly start trimming their rosters down no one's moving on from anyone they're constantly sitting at 90 like yeah. everyone is sitting at 90 yeah. there are no cuts happening so um i don't think there's going to be any roster move I, I i don't i don't think i guess the thing i would like to see is like some of these guys who it's crunch time for like yeah. darden grant mm -hmm. some of these guys that just haven't been out i think tristan hill was out there for a little bit today he was you're trying to find guys who have like Oh, he could make the roster, but he's not practicing. Yep. I would love above all else to have some clue in the next two weeks what the long-term prognosis is of of Marquise Goodwin. I would love to know Agreed. that. Agreed. Yeah. Um, because we've had nothing. Now I thought I think yesterday there was some buzz that Harrison Bryan is gonna be back soon and it's gonna work yep. out and be okay. We still don't know what the condition is, but the least positive news that he'll be back soon. But yeah, Goodwin would be great. And then to me, otherwise, it's like, oh, I would like to see some of these guys who just haven't touched the field at all. So that's kind of uh, that's probably it. I don't think there's really any other roster stuff that's going to shake loose in the next week here. I tend to agree with that, Mike. I want to see it. I want to see another damn kicker in camp. I don't care. I don't care that we don't want to talk about it. I don't care that it's the kicker. It's important for a. For, for Kevin Stefanski, it's important. It's important for a team that has ambition. You have got to figure it out, and you can't be stubborn about it. Mm -hmm. And so with I, I don't expect – I'm with Jake. I don't expect all these dramatic, crazy things to happen over the next week before they play the Chiefs. I, I really like the way so many guys have played – in terms of what they can bring to the depth of the Browns that the Browns did not have last year or the year before, we can't be giving up points on easy kicks. 
bring a kicker in, compete with Cade York, and if he can't cut it, get rid of him. That's what I want to see. Brad, take us home. Um, My thought was this, so uh, I'll leave us with this, that Watson spoke about wanting to play for a quarter mm-hmm. in the – uh, I think ten to fifteen snaps is good enough for me. Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't think I need to see him for a quarter. Um, es- let's- especially after what we saw tonight with uh, Philly having get dudes carted off the field. Let's, let's get to week one healthy and 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 like all the people that are you know all the hate that's coming down now. Like I saw this ridiculous uh, uh, segment on NFL Network today talking about you know, him throwing interceptions in training camp, but uh, utterly ridiculous. And even Shady McCoy was like, that's ridiculous. You're talking about one day of practice. Right. And, uh, but that's like the national narrative and I don't give a shit. I can deal with it. The Browns are staying under the radar. It's been quiet. You know, let's, let's leave it that way. Uh, play 10 to 15 snaps, get him off the field and get him to week one healthy. And he can shut everybody up in the regular season. I think that sums it up really well. Uh, so yeah, the, I, I don't know off the top of my head what the training camp schedule is for this week. I think the Browns have like one more open practice on the 20th. That, uh, sounds right to me, but False. other than that, I think everything else is closed to the public, but there maybe will be some media availabilities. Uh, and then I, Brad, go ahead. I'm going on the 23rd and 24th. It's the 23rd. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going on the 20th. They're up there on Sunday. So I'll be at that. Okay. One. Okay, so, that's so the there's next two more practices. And then Brad, gotcha. okay, I think cool. there's three. I think Brad's oh, right. There's wow, three. I keep getting it wrong. That's no, great. The, yeah. There's four. I'm, I there's... have Cade York with oh, this training God, camp practice four. schedule. <laughs> this is a very needed. standard normal situation for, for Andrew. Very I'm pretty standard. sure there's <laughs> 20. Uh, no, I think, I'm pretty sure it goes the 20th, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, all open. Jeez, just, okay. Just throwing wow. it out there. All right. Boys, Perfect. I hope you have fun. I hope you don't take any small children with you, and I hope it's not 110 degrees. I yeah, won't be ready, ready to be yelled at from what we understand. Yeah. No. All right. So, so the Browns have one more week of training camp is what I've just learned. And then they will be in Kansas city next weekend for a game against the chiefs. Obviously we will be covering that uh, just like we cover everything else. Stay tuned to the OBR for uh, full post game analysis of this game and uh, anything that happens with the team between now and next weekend. And then, uh, you know, we've got our full slate of shows going next week. Uh, Mike and I will be back on Monday night to break down, uh, kicker gate 2023 in excruciating detail for an hour and a half uh and then uh from there the rest oh, of the yeah. week of shows continues apace it'll be a great week next week to talk browns football and guys three weeks from tonight the chiefs will just have finished beating the lions like 58 to 10 on thursday night football to open the regular season so no love football. no love for the lions no nah, Sh- not shelby a chance. harris six shelby and harris. 11 oh yeah and, and shelby harris is uh, rumored to be joining All Eyes on Cleveland next week, uh, a player interview for our Brad Ward. So next week will be a big week for the OBR Streaming Network. Boom. Stay with us for everything. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we had a great time. Lots of uh, great interaction in the chat. Thank you all. We will be back on Monday. Until then, have a great night. Go Browns. <laughs>